In the 1990s and early 2000s, the music genre called emo was taking the world by storm. Some of my favorite artists, Dashboard Confessional, Panic at the Disco, just to name a few, but also one that is near and dear to me, a local band from Omaha, Nebraska, one that I happen to also produce, Names Without Numbers. Solid rock and roll performances, great musicianship with high levels of intellect and great writing. Now, 20 years after the band was formed, they have had a resurgence just in time to catch some much earned attention. Welcome to the Level Up Leader podcast. I'm your host, Michael King. I'm an executive coach and founder of Teams.Coach. I work with C-level leaders to clarify and expand the vision, elevate performance, and elevate their leadership. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Ryan Cruikshake and Dave Owens of Names Without Numbers. One of the parts of this interview that I enjoy the most is diving into some of their lyrical content of some of their best songs. Ryan opens up about his struggle with social anxiety, so he decided to write a song about it. This hit home with me. Not too many people know that I've struggled with social anxiety for most of my life, so knowing that we were going to produce a song directly talking about it was right up my alley. Everyone, please welcome Names Without Numbers to the Level Up Leader podcast. Ryan Cruikshank, Dave Owens of Names Without Numbers. Welcome to the Level Up Leader podcast. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having us. So I'll let you guys kind of choose who's going to go first on this, but uh, tell me a little bit about just the origin story of Names Without Numbers and who you are. Mm. Um, I can start, Dave. You want to fill in the whole Okay. Yeah. We were in uh, uh, bands in Omaha back when we were just out of, well, I was still in college, just out of high school. Um, And we, we liked each other's music. So we decided to team up. It's kind of like a, at the time for us, it was like super group, right? Because we admired each other and we kind of took uh, some of the songs that I was playing and some of the songs that Dave was playing in his group and kind of, you know, mashed it up uh, into a band. We were sort of a pop punk type of type of feel back in the uh, late, late 90s. Goodness gracious. It's a <laughs> long time, long time ago. Um, you just say that. Yeah, so that's kind of, well, yeah. <laughs> can we, can we, can we re-edit that out? Um, yeah. But yeah, like we, we were started with like a pop punk sort of, uh, sound and that's kind of what we we're listening to like a blink 182 type style uh right mxpx was was big for us green day that sort of thing and you know we also had influences like nirvana and uh that sort of thing as well we got into jimmy Eat world around that time that's kind of shaped shaped where we were going but um yeah and then um we've had members kind of change and uh over the years but uh we kind of you know stayed you know me and dave kind of the core of songwriters and um yeah, kind of evolved from there. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much spot on. Like Ryan said, we were in separate bands. We liked each other. And uh, I think Ryan's band was, uh, I think, breaking up or on the verge of breaking up. And I just said to, to my guys, I said, hey, let's, you know, snag a couple of their members. Let's form a super group. And we did. And uh, here we are. I don't know. I don't want to say out loud how many years later. A few, a few years later. <laughs> that gives a lot of insight though, because Dave, you're kind of always thinking, aren't you? Yeah, I'm always thinking. Oh, he's always that. hustling. He's always hustling. That's, I'm that's hustling. The... I'm always thinking what's next, right? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm always about six to eight months out. Yeah. So we've been, we've been good friends since, uh, I don't know, probably 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. At least. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so 20 years plus. And um, 
I remember I remember back my first experience with names out numbers was um I small man music group was my was my label imprint that uh, we'd just gotten up off the ground and we were doing a compilation project working with a couple different labels and uh, I believe that you guys had submitted for um the first unsung heroes project that we were putting together and I remember listening to the track that you guys submitted and at the time of of kind of this indie music scene some of it Christian some of it not but there was this kind of this um blast of that was very, very unique to the indie Christian scene of emo music that um, probably even had a little bit more popularity than what was actually happening in mainstream. And there was this band that I was hot on the heels with. Now at the time I was traveling with Undying Anthem and uh, passing through, I had some other projects I was working with, but, um, but I remember hearing your, your track, I believe it was off of your uh, chasing ambulances record. Yeah. Running marathons, chasing ambulances. Yes. That one. And I remember thinking and going, these guys kind of remind me a little bit like further seems forever, but they're a lot better. <laughs> well, that's high praise. We were, we were really into them too. Yeah. They're great. Okay. Awesome. Really good. Yeah, um, that's, that's, uh, that's a long time ago. Do you remember what track it was that we submitted? Um, it's the, the one that was, uh, the one that has a lyric, uh, I think safe from home or far from home, something like that. Oh, yeah. Right? Stars between stations. Yeah. yeah. Stars between stations. Still fantastic track. We got it. We'll put a link on that in the, in the bio of this, but yeah. Still, still killer. Even at live shows now, it's like that one still lands really well. We still yeah, and if you want to, if you want to find those comps, apparently I found out the other day that they're on Discogs for about two or three hundred dollars. So you're speaking a different language. What do you mean, comps? Uh, the compilation CDs that we were on, the unsung. Oh, got it. Yeah, they're 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 sold out. Pretty a uh, prized possession, I guess. But you can find them on Discogs. What was it, Mike? About two or three hundred bucks. Yeah, it was like 285 bucks or something like that for yeah. a compilation project we put out. And I'm like, I think I still have boxes you get royalties of them. for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But when you look back at some of the people that were on that first, um, we had um uh, we had bands like Moxie Bliss, we had Mainstay, yeah. we had uh Caitlin Smith is on that project. And now look at who Caitlin Smith is. Um and I would love to be able to say that I had something to do with that career, but I had nothing to do with it. I was her manager for a season, but um but okay, so now it's you know 2022. We're heading into 2023, and um, actually, so somewhere around 2018, you guys decided, or maybe even before then, but you decided, hey, let's go ahead and have a part two to this. What does that look like? And tell me a little bit about how that happened. Um, I guess for me, the deciding factor, if I remember, if, if math serves me right, I think it was 2016 when Jimmy Eat World kind of came back. They came out with their Integrity Blues um, record. And so that came out and I was like, man, this is just such a fantastic record for a band kind of of the same era as us. And I know for me personally, um, them kind of having this big comeback and a great record inspired me to really kind of fanning the flames again, if you will. And uh, so I called it, you know, I got a hold of Ryan and we never quit playing music, even while we were not a band, you know, none of us stopped playing music. We were always doing something, whether it was for church or side projects, but that record in particular and having Jimmy Eat World back kind of like on the map, um, I think is what really sparked, um, hey, let's let's do this again and let's have fun with it. Yeah, there was a period of time, like I was going to school, I was getting my master's degree and, and had was having kids. So they were really young. So that's kind of what, where we took the break is like, I just yeah. don't have time for this anymore. And um, around 2016, like Dave said, we were, we were still playing in bands um, for churches and kind of special events and sort of thing. Like, you know, at that point, my kids had grown to where they were self-sufficient again. Like it was, it was less burden on, you know, uh, my wife when I was gone. So it was like, well, 
I've obviously been playing with you now, you know, every week in, in churches. Why don't we just start playing in a, in a real band again? Let's start writing our own music. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love it. And, um, and so you guys got together and you just, you, you, in, in my opinion, you kind of became a writing machine of just absolutely, um, just pouring out song after song and just really locking in. Um, what was, what was the kind of the catalyst that you get Dave, that you and Ryan, um, that you guys decided to do it a little bit differently this time around? I don't know if it was like anything intentionally different as much as it was Ryan and I have been friends and musical partners for so long. We just have like a, a natural chemistry. I feel that I can write kind of like a chunk of a song and I just bring it to him and I already know what he's going to do. He already knows what I'm going to do. Uh, but I think the biggest thing this time around is we just want to write songs that we like, um, that are fun. Um, and even, you know, slightly out of the box. And, you know, we have some songs coming down the line that I think will be slightly out of the box for us, but still true to who we are. Um, but yeah, Ryan and I just have a chemistry of guitar playing that just really works well. And we just, so why not? Let's do it again and let's just have fun with it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of, like Dave said, it's just making ourselves happy. It really is like, I, what am I, what do I need to be assigned to a label or to, I don't know, what, what do I have to accomplish, right? Like to, for me, this is all about just enjoying it, enjoying the moment, enjoying what we're doing, making things that make us happy. And if other people like it, I mean, cause if we like it, like there's probably some other people who are gonna like it as well, um, but it should be first and foremost, something we're passionate about and we like to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you can feel it, you can feel it. I was, um, Dave and I, we've been, we've been close friends for, for a while, but um, kind of circa 2018, you guys uh, invited me in an incredibly honorable way to just kind of step in to be able to help um, produce your project uh, at the time. That was the, uh, what was the name of your, uh, the silos, last album? Silos and Smokestacks. Silos and Smokestacks. I can't remember the name. All I know is that the state of Iowa wanted to sue you. So Not to be um, confused with the Silos and Smokestacks heritage area in Iowa. Yeah, we're not affiliated with just, that. Just putting that out there. Disclaimer. So, you know, so so I hop in, I've produced uh, quite a few artists and have worked with them in, in just different ways. The things that I, that I absolutely love about working with you will be on just friendship, but I love the fact that it almost feels like I'm conducting an orchestra because the level of excellence and the level of just absolute precision and passion that the guys bring to the table. So, I mean, when you're talking about Jay Blaney, he could be probably one of the most like underestimated killer drummers within the region. And he's just absolutely flawless. Um, Joel on bass, like Joel's the guy, he's, he's kind of the sleeper. Like he, you don't really necessarily always know what's going on in his brain, but every time that he shows up, he's absolutely spot on. And then you have, you got, and then, so I love that. I feel in what you just said, Dave, about, you know, you and Ryan playing together as guitarists, it is, it's like conducting an orchestra, the way you guys work together. Uh, I have not seen that type of dynamic before. So I, I love it. Um, and yeah, I, go ahead. Sorry to interview or to interrupt. I, I think that uh, you're spot on with the the supporting cast and it's not really supporting cast there because we're four and one um jay and joel uh what they, i mean they always have it on lockdown and they are two of the best rhythm section players in omaha that's my opinion and i i don't like when jay hears this because i, I feel like he's, he's going to want to look for another gig because <laughs> he's he's too good for us um and yeah joel is one of those like i feel like he you know to me because we've been playing together for maybe 15 years or so he's like my underachieving kid brother right like he could like he's so smart and he's just so unassuming he could be an electrical engineer if he wanted to he puts together his own pedals and stuff um the dude just shows up and, and rocks it I, I appreciate both of those guys yeah i always say that joel is super he's sneaky good yeah he's sneaky everything like he's so unassuming yeah <laughs> so good so good so um 
So Ryan, when we talk about just unassuming, I've said this to you, and I think that you kind of, at times, I feel like you might feel like I'm blowing smoke up your butt or something like that. But I think that you're the most under, underestimated lyricist I've ever worked with, which makes it fun as well. I, I always look forward to finding out like what you're going to put on the piece of paper when I'm getting ready to go into production, just to see what's going to come out. At times I find I us talking it. about puppy dogs and rainbows. I mean, and you're not even on drugs. So I think that's pretty fantastic. <laughs> not strong with anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about your no, lyric I, approach and your, just your inspiration behind how you do what you do. It's sort of what I was saying before. It's like, we've gotten to the point now where I don't, I don't give a crap anymore. Like, you know, you, you uh, there's a time where you try to contrive things and you try to like, what would people think about this? What would people think about this? Like, I'm past that. Like, I just don't, if people don't like it, okay. You know, but I'm going to speak my truth and I'm going to put things down that are, uh, that I feel are going to inspire others. Uh, so I try to, to hit on universal topics a little bit, like, or things that are going to be relatable, um, but from a perspective that's unique. And again, like, you know, if it doesn't, doesn't land, it doesn't land, but it's sort of my voice. And I, I really try to, to, to look for things that are, are, are things that I know are close to me. You know, I'm not just like making up stories. Cause I think that's fake. And I think people can hear that when you make things up and you don't speak from your own experiences. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, I try to be authentic and, and genuine about what I'm talking about, but sort of be in left field because that's where I am is in left field. Like, you know, it's, I'm kind of my own person. And I try to try to speak that into the, into the lyrics a little bit. So the, your last single that, that came out, <clears throat> I believe it was last, was it last month you do the talking? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's um, uh that's a, that's a pretty personal one. Actually, I'll, I'll let you. Well, you do the talking. Um, it's probably one of the favorite ones that you guys have written and that I've, that I've produced with you. Um, in fact, like I actually grabbed, and as we were putting together this podcast, I was like, I really want this to feel like, even though it's a lot about leadership and just people kind of coming into their own a bit, um, and the way that we impact the real world around us, um, something about you do the talking just man it's like it's hook centric from like get go so that's actually the theme song on actually like so the underbelly and the underbed music bed of this podcast is the backing track of you do the talking um but the, the lyrics on the song it really kind of dives into social anxiety and some of the things that people experience with that um in a kind of a quirky interesting cool way can you talk a little bit about that yeah i mean it's it's a very personal song like i said i've tried to be like okay these are my problems and i know these things the best and and i think some you know some of them are are universal right there a lot of people deal with that and a lot of people aren't they don't talk about it right like i never have talked about it until just started recently like okay you know yeah i do have some i have stage fright which people are like what you get up and sing and you're on stage and you're in front of people and speaking your voice and I'm like yeah that takes a lot like that's not something that's that's natural for me <laughs> like i get stage fright i get social anxiety like being in a room with a lot of people makes me really nervous and i like to be a wallflower and and again, it surprises people. So like people need to, you know, just getting that out there and talking about it, I think helps others like, oh yeah, I have that too. Like, and I put on a facade and I never talk about it. Like, I think it's healthy for people to talk about, you know, their, their issues. And I think that, that like, you know, it, it pr promotes this connection with other people, right? Like I've had other people like you say like, Hey, I work with, I work through that too. And people just don't talk about it. Like, it's cool to see that other people are going through that too. Anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my experience is like, I get really nervous and, and you do the talking is like, I kind of wrote it with, you know, Dave in mind, like we go into a lot of places and he's the confident one that like does all the work, working the wheels and spinning the things and, you know, getting things logistically in place for our shows and, and for things when we, when we go into a, a situation and, and have to play. And I just basically like, well, you do the talking, I'm going to stand back and let <laughs> this happen. So that's kind of where that the title comes from. It's like going into a, going into a, a party with your friends and you and telling them like, look, this isn't my jam. Like you guys do the talking. Like I'm just here. Yeah. That's, and that's 
from. But I think I think there is a little bit of that. Um, I think it, uh, maybe a misconception or just the, the idea of like, okay, Ryan's the front man of a band. And so therefore he's going to be this high level charismatic guy that loves the attention. But, um, you know, the one thing you and I have in common beyond music is that I feel like I'm an introvert that plays an extrovert on TV. And so people just assume that it's like, okay, I want yeah. to be, and, um, there's a little bit of like, okay, I actually have to fight through this a bit and actually put this out and be intentional with uh, kind of psyching myself up to do the public moments. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I've, I've had some of my friends from work and most, most people know me. They know that I don't like attention at all. Um, they'll come to these shows and they're like, you're like Hannah Montana. Like you're all professional during the day. And all of a sudden, like you've got this alter ego and you're just like, you know, on stage. It's, it's crazy. That's my boy. I'm always so, yeah. that about Ryan. He's, he's just like Hannah Montana. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It'll catch on. We have to get you a Hannah Montana t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I need my own Disney show. I yeah. We need, a, we need a TV show. Yes. Fantastic. So, um, Lots of really cool things in place. Um, if people haven't checked out the uh, Silos and Smokestacks album, I highly encourage it. Still, um, I was actually driving home uh, from a road trip uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, it popped up on my Apple Music as, as like one of my one of my things to listen to. And I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna I re-listened to that that whole thing over a couple times through. And talking about just consistency of craft and songwriting, um, it still holds up. And um, and so just I just want to congratulate you guys on just really finding your true north and sticking to it and becoming really, really, really good at what you do. Um, Dave, I want to talk to you here in a minute about Florida, uh, your next, your next single that you're dropping, but before we do that, Indie Vision Music, uh, put out an article on December 16th, uh, and just to kind of give a heads up about Florida. And here's what they said. They said, names of that numbers are back in a big way on January 13th. Their new song, Florida will drop on that date and we'll have a little teaser to offer you. And there's a link to the video there. He says this, this is without a doubt the band's strongest song to date and further reminds me of just how good they are. Not just in regards to indie music, but rock and roll as a whole. There's a whole lot of content floating around out there passing off as a legitimate music, but really lacks the meat and substance. This is not just a good song. This is much more of, much more than great and rides closer to spectacular. Independent music has a heart and that heart beating you feel in the chest is the band's names without numbers drawing you in. And it all goes down on January 13th. So um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, those are strong, kind words. And uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, I'm not sure how to, re how to react. I always say like, I'm our biggest fan. <laughs> by far i love i love everything we do um but this new material is definitely not to sound cliche but it's definitely our best material and um it's more mature you know with ryan's lyric writing it's super smart um, and witty and relatable uh, but the music you know is, is is on point and you know we're just super excited to get it out and let people hear it and uh i'm just glad people like it like brandon you know running indie vision music for so long he has a pretty uh, special voice and a, and a place in the in the indie music scene, and man, we appreciate any positive press that we get for sure. Yeah, and that's I kind of wanted to get you guys on this, you know. So this will be dropping the first week of January, and um, you know, so we'll have plenty of time to 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 kind of push this out so people kind of hear your guys' why a bit. I've always felt this way about names of the numbers is that the sometimes the city and sometimes the the local music scene can hold back original music. And um, I know that there's other there's other cities to where original music really seems to be kind of like a key identifier of the city culture. How do you guys find yourself in the place of like a city like Omaha um, and trying to be an original band amongst a, kind of like a music city scene, in my opinion, kind of really thrives on cover bands? <laughs> uh, question. Well, funny thing is, we have a little cover band side project, but uh, <laughs> So we, we, we also we, are a cover band, yeah. And we, we, we dabble in the cover band world slightly because um, honestly, that's where the money's at. So, 
you know, for us to make a couple grand and play for three or four hours, you know, that helps us fund writing new material as names without numbers. Um, so, um, but yeah, so getting ahead with original music, um, I think we're doing a lot better now than we did back in the day when we were like an active fresh band, you know, through the early 2000s. Um, maybe I embellish my memories, but I remember us like actually having a conversation as a band of, hey, maybe we should relocate to Minneapolis. And uh, mm-hmm. if you remember, do you remember that, Ryan? Is that right? I think- yeah, we were talking about getting moving yeah. to other locales, or at least hitting another city like super hard. Off. Yeah, because we we started having a bigger fan base in the Minneapolis area, um, more than we did in Omaha. And so I remember having these loose conversations with girlfriends and wives, you know, becoming wives at the time of like, hey, maybe we'll just move to Minneapolis because we, we do really well there and we go there. We're there like every two months. We're just there all the time. Um, but now as far as like, you know, fast forward to now and the local scene and, and, and names specifically, I think... Um, we're picking up steam, you know, picking up people are starting to notice more, um, but it's still slow. Um, the Omaha Entertainment and Arts Awards, that helps a lot. We've been nominated, you know, as one of the best rock bands in Omaha for, is it four years now? Four years in a row? Yeah. I mean, it's it's all great. Like, you know, it's, I love the, it's, it's great that like people, I love that we're making connection with other people, right? Yeah. I feel like it's good that we're getting some traction and, and the people like it. Yeah, but that's for like I was saying before. For me, that's not the point. Like the point is, we're we're having a great time and we're writing stuff that we love, and it's going to be a lasting memory, right? Like for for us, 20, 30, 40 years, and we'll, we maybe still be playing forty years from now. Um, <laughs> to to like look back and and like have this thing, like we've got this album of songs that like back 20, forty years ago we created, and and our kids can look at that and and have like, oh, this is something. You know, it's a lasting legacy, right? It's, I yeah. think that's cool. And that's what I, why I do it. I think that's great. Like the, the accolades and people liking it. Um, I do feel like there are more people that I respect that, that respect us now um, than we ever have before. And that's awesome. But that's just gravy on top. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, talk to me a little bit about Florida. It's coming out on January 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah, Easy to remember. Remember, Friday the 13th, January 2023, Florida. Worldwide release via small band music. Days hustling. Be streaming everywhere. But prior to that, one week earlier, January the 6th, Indivision Music will have the exclusive, exclusive release of the lyric video. So lyric video only and getting an exclusive release January the 6th. Um, But yeah, super stoked about the song. It's it's fast. It's fun. It's going to be fun to sing along to. It's got great lyrics. And uh, yeah. it's about living in the moment, being yep. present, just just learning to be okay with the way things are because you, you don't have control of, over anything. I mean, honestly, like you think about the things that you have control over, it's very, very small. So this song is just about being okay with that. Like, you know, things are going to happen and, and you won't like a lot of it, but you can't control it. So why try to fight it? Why try, you know, just be okay with it. Yeah. Um, so that's what it's about. And and the the name is sort of a dad joke for me because it's, it's Florida. It's riding the riding flow, flow rider. Which yes, I, mean, I, I, I giggle every time. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, there. I, I see what you did there. So good. So, um, all right. And then, what is what's your next show uh, in the area or regionally that you have coming up that you'd like to get some people at? Yeah, um, Omaha, Nebraska. We're playing January the fourteenth. So the day after our um, single release, uh, we're playing at the Reverb Lounge in Omaha on January fourteenth. Fantastic. That's such a great venue too. So if, yeah. if you're around and you're free. We'd love to All see right. you. <laughs> I'll be there. Let's see if we can get a bunch of people uh, there and to hang out. 
uh, do a meet and greet with you guys and just uh, be able to, to hang out. So we got a couple of really big things coming up again. So this podcast will, you know, I think this is actually airing on the 4th of, uh, of January. Then we have uh, January 6th. Uh, you have your Indivision music lyric video uh, worldwide premiere. And then Friday the 13th uh, through all digital music distribution channels. We have the debut of, of Florida distributed by uh, by our uh, imprint, Small Man Music Group. And then uh, January 14th, live in Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. Yeah, exciting things going on. So good. So if people want to get a hold of you guys, how can they do that? Again, all social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, nameswithoutnumbers.com. Um, yeah, check us out. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen to music, we're, we're there. And you can find us and you can uh, check out music and merchandise and band camp as well. So check us you out. still have a MySpace page? We have a MySpace page? Uh, I haven't looked recently. I'll, th- I'll ask Justin Timberlake because I think he owns that. Oh, hey, all right. Yeah, it could be the new Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have, that's one, one thing we don't have. We don't have a Twitter. I don't have, I don't have time for that. We have TikTok, but I don't use it, but we're there. Yeah. I'm not very social. Awesome. I don't have any of the socials. Yeah. Ryan likes to stay off the grid. Yeah. I'm a man. We're living in the mountain in the woods. <laughs> I stay completely off the grid. It's it's so much more peaceful and stress-free that way. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, I look forward to our to our time together and uh, and hanging out. And uh, we have some new music coming out as well. Uh, you have a pretty active release schedule coming up in, in 2023. So I'm excited for people to be exposed to the men behind names without numbers. So thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks again, Mike. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today on the Level Up Leader podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us to get the word out. And make sure to like, subscribe, and to follow so you get all of the episodes. I really like the fact that these guys are doing something to bring them joy. That is a measure of success for them. It's not about how much money something is making. It's about creating memories and doing something that they love. One of the key factors that leads people into depression and into burnout is the lack of joy in their life. I have a lot of respect for these guys for doing something that not only fills their buckets, but also spreads a really intelligent message of hope. Please take a look at the show notes and check out their website for the upcoming release of their new single, Florida, and also their upcoming shows. And also, as always, thank you guys for allowing us to use your music on this podcast. We decided we only wanted to feature music that I've produced as a music producer. So that is pretty awesome. To find out more about everything that we're up to, please check us out at www.teams.coach. And don't forget to join our Facebook group at www.teams.coach slash Level Up Leaders.